Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means. What are the long box guys going to do tonight, Brain? The same thing the long box guys do every night, Pinky. Drink and talk about comics. They're useless at taking over the world. Yes. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Long Box Guys. With me as always is some of my very favorite people since I was a very little kid. LT, how are you doing and what are you drinking? I am doing okay, and I am drinking some great King Street scotch. Straight from the bottle, you monster. That ball's done now. <laughs> that ball's done now. Now, now I'm going to be drinking some uh, Compassbach Orchard House Scotch. <laughs> that bottle is done now is my Johnny Cash cover band. Ooh, I like oh, that. That's good. good. We are that bottle is done now. <laughs> uh, I was drinking soda tonight, if you can believe it, because I got my uh, COVID booster. And uh, it's uh, giving me some flu-like symptoms, just a little bit, nothing too bad. Uh, but I wanted to make sure I could stay awake for this whole thing. I'm actually starting to think I can maybe have one scotch before bed. So uh, yeah, you can. symptoms aren't terrible. It's not uh, just just wanted to be on my best behavior. Uh, Josh, what are you drinking over there? It looks like a delicious beer of some sort. I got a Julius from Treehouse. Treehouse. It's a classic. And how about you, Mikey? What do you got there in the end? I am drinking a zero sugar, no caffeine A&W root beer because Remy was over at my house a few weeks ago and I just realized I have no beer left in my house. <laughs> he will destroy some beer, that young man of ours. He's like a hitman of alcoholic beverages. Speaking of hitmen and monkeys, eh, Remy's a little both. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about Hit Monkey, the uh, hit Netflix TV Netflix, right? No, Hulu, Hulu TV show, and of course started out as a comic book. Mike, you were a big fan of this comic uh, long before it came over to Hulu, and you love monkeys in <laughs> comic book form. That's like one of your favorite things: monkeys, chimpanzees, orangutans, gig- whatever Giganto is. I'm a fan uh, of. He's more of a fan of apes. It's true. All right. Uh, how and super simian. Well, you're you're like the biggest uh, detective chimp guy I know too. And detective chimp is an ape. And chimpanzees are apes. So yeah. And that, I, that's you know what? It's okay. You guys know I'm not bright. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> so let's talk about Hip Monkey though. So Hip Monkey has not been around for a very long time. He was created uh, by Daniel Way and oh my god. Dalibor Talajik uh, in 2010, uh, appearing first in Hit Monkey number one. I'm sorry, Tommy, could you take a swing at that name for us? Uh, no, I never read that comic. Damn it. No, I'm positive that's how it's pronounced. It's an Eastern European name. I'm pretty good with those. Oh, you are pretty good with those. <laughs> okay, keep going with it. Uh, so Hit Monkey is a Japanese macaque, also known as a snow monkey. 
they, despite not having a tail, he is considered, uh, snow monkeys are considered one of the 20 great monkey species. So he is actually not an ape. He is definitely a monkey. He, uh, the snow monkeys live in Japan and they have a, uh, a rich cultural history there. Uh, if you've ever seen the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, uh, artifacts in Japan, those are all snow monkeys or macaques. Uh, in addition to that, they do live in a tribal society, much like they show on the Netflix or, excuse me, Hulu show. Uh, and it's a matriarchal society, though. Uh, so in the comic book, similar to the origin story of Hitmonkey, an assassin uh, shows up wounded after do, uh, an assassination uh, attempt and getting tracked down by some other killers. The monkeys rescue him, but he ends up dying. The people who were looking for the assassin come and wipe out Hitmonkey's tribe. Hitmonkey, uh, who did not like the assassin and didn't want him in there, was kicked out of the tribe because he didn't want him in there, uh, decides to extract revenge on the assassins that killed his tribe, and then decides to kill all assassins everywhere. And uh, he has had very few appearances, appearing in Hitmonkey and in uh, a Deadpool crossover where uh, Deadpool and Spider-Man got together because, you know, Hitmonkey was trying to kill Deadpool. Uh, that's about the extent of it in comic books now. When you move over to the Hulu show, you actually get a much more richer, fuller backstory and a much more entertaining story than you ever get in the comic books. Excuse me, my cat wants out. Someone's little brother was, like, slapping on the keyboard. Yeah, my cat's just like, all right, I'm done. I don't want to hear any more of this bullshit about a monkey. My cat is my harshest critic. (laughs) Next to my wife. (laughs) I was going to say. It's a toss-up. So, I don't know if you guys, have you guys all watched the entire series? Oh, yeah. So, Monkey does not have any superpowers. Uh... Although he is an expert marksman and proficient in all kinds of hand-to-hand combat, blah, 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 blah. How he got that way just by watching the guy shoot once, I don't know. But he is a violent, vicious killer. Uh, I thought the series itself was excellent. Um, A very good dissection of violence begetting more violence and uh, how that leads to a life of constant misery for Hitmonkey uh, by going against the non-violent nature of his tribe. But what did you guys think of the show? I loved it. thought it was brilliant. Uh, there were so many just little one-liners that were fantastic. Uh, you know, the assassins attempt at using cultural references which are just totally lost upon the monkey <laughs> it's just just hilarious I think that and yet he of, continues to try one of the hidden things that I not hidden one of the very 
just like sliver little things in the show that I very much enjoyed. One, of course, one of my favorite tertiary Marvel characters gets a bit in it, and I wasn't sure because they give him like a a little flash right at the beginning, and he does make an appearance at the end. Silver, Silver Samurai. Samurai. Yeah, uh, is in the show, and the other is the Snow Owl. The Snow Owl is hilarious. The rat was hilarious, too. Fuck you, circle of life. Yeah. The snow owl's like, you walk like an asshole, you smell like death. Also, uh, when they finally uncover uh, the assassin's body, he's like, hey, you can eat that? (laughs) I love the owl. I really like the monk. He's like, yes, I can hear you. Uh, and I can hear you both. It's very annoying. Quiet in the temple. I love the monk trying to explain things to two people who didn't want or need anything to explain to them. They were happy to have someone who could hear them, and they thought they were going less crazy because of the monk, but they still hadn't made the journey towards each other far enough to be able to mend any fences or do anything about it. So they still weren't actually communicating, even though the monk could translate. And I, I really like that aspect of the show. Yeah, I think the best episode was, I think episode, I'm going to say eight, could be wrong on the number, where you learn the secret origin of the assassin that's voiced by Jason Sudeikis. And you see Hit Monkey giving up his life of violence and then getting pulled back into it um, and the results of it. I think that was a very stark uh, depiction of what yeah, I was saying earlier with the theme of violence beginning more violence and leading down a dark path. Yet, after that, where you think, okay, they're going to have learned their lesson, they totally don't learn their lesson and <laughs> just decide, let's just fucking keep on killing people. And the assassin warns the monkey early on when he was still alive. He said, you know, he tells the monkey, you don't want to pick up that gun in, in anger. I've done that. You don't want to go down that road. He did try to warn him before yeah. he knew he was going to be, you know, tied to him forever. Yeah. As a sort of ghost kite. <laughs> uh, I mean, my favorite scene, of course, was in the casino. You gotta, you gotta move your hips like this. Hurry up! This is gonna save you. <laughs> dance, dance, monkey. Thought that was hilarious. Yeah. And then when he. When he tried to dance later on, <laughs> he was about to get killed in the street. <laughs> and Jason Sudeikis was like, that's not going to work this time. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, clearly, uh, we forgot to mention, hey, spoilers. Uh, if you haven't watched this thing, we're mentioning things that are, you know, all throughout it. If you're not super familiar with the backstory, yeah. Um, but I do have to say, um, as a, just a, if as a self-contained 10-episode show, uh, I thought it was a great arc. They, I think, I know that clearly, uh, spoiler, yeah, it looks like they're going to have another series or they're they're poised for it. I would have been perfectly happy with this being a closed circle. I thought all the episodes were good. Nothing really dragged. It was, yeah, it was just well storyboarded. It was a good storyline. It was self-contained. They had enough coming in and out where you were like, yes, this is everyone, every every episode had its own little microcosm. 
just overall, I think they did a, a really good job. That the animation was good. I don't think it, I don't think it was stellar, but it was good. It did a very good job with what they wanted it to do. Yeah, I just it was a really good series. It was, it was pretty top notch. Yeah, you know what they put a lot of in this action adventure comedy, action adventure and comedy. I usually say to myself, yeah, there could have been way more martial arts in this martial art movie. There could have been way more gunfights in this gunfight movie. The hit monkey didn't make me like think this is slow at any point because gun violence or sword violence or martial art something could break out at any second. Hey, let's stop for sushi. Hey, you fucked up there. <laughs> you know that guy's got a knife. It's a sushi guy. He's got knives. Something's gonna happen. It's gonna be terrible. Yeah, and I think if you're a fan of Marvel Comics, there are a lot of Easter eggs that they throw in there, like Josh had mentioned the Silver Samurai. Uh, there's also Fat Cobra uh, who, from the Iron Fist comics, and there's also um, Lady uh, Bullseye. Lady Bullseye. I missed all of these. What? I missed them all. I missed every single one of these Easter eggs you guys are talking about. Silver Samurai I didn't see. How could you not see him? He's fighting the other... entire last episode. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, that's the only episode. You said he was in the first episode, too. I didn't see him in the first episode. Last episode, but you said he was in the first, didn't you? Yeah, he's he's in a blip in the first episode. Oh, I was going to say, I totally missed him in that first episode. And Fat Cobra? I missed Fat Cobra. Fat Cobra's in the prison. Yeah, he's the guy who has lightning coming out of his uh, feet. Yeah, okay, yeah. I believe he wasn't he Fat Cobra one of the Iron Fists. No, I'm just kidding. He'd be the Iron Feet. The Iron Feet. The Iron Foot. Iron Foot. I don't want to face Iron Foot. I think he was going to charge the iPod in the second uh, second uh, season of the Netflix series, but then they canned it. Thank Christ. <laughs> uh, those guns hold an enormous amount of ammunition. I noticed that. Yeah. That's. That's something we, I see sometimes in uh, anime and in cartoons that uh, don't don't try counting the bullets, folks. It ain't going to work for you. It was reminiscent of old westerns. Yeah. That 27 shooter is still doing pretty good out there, Hoss. <laughs> yeah, no real complaints. Kept up. It was good. It was fast-paced. Did everything you wanted to do. It was entertaining. Pretty good writing dialogue, too. Yeah. Dialogue was funny. Sudeikis is great in the voice acting. George Takei's in there doing his thing. Oh my! Oh my! Uh, yeah. The, the way the Fisher, uh, the way the uh, the woman who got him the guns died in episode two, uh, hilarious. <laughs> what? She was like two minutes away from dying of cancer. Anyway, she did her a favor. Then her son's come back. You want to interrogate? <laughs> Leave one alive. We got to interrogate somebody. Just one. Jesus, monkey. Chaff, are you going to interrogate? Take the money. Money can be traded for money for bananas and guns. I like the love hotel that they end up in in the episode. And it gets a little hot tub because it's lonely. It's sad. Poor little good. Would have been a very different uh, uh, show if they used a bonobo instead of a macaque. All my science nerds out there getting me. All right, science nerd Tommy. <laughs> so, overall, I think we're all going to recommend Hitmonkey. If you uh, have about 
what, five hours to kill? Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's worth the investment in time. If you're a fan of Marvel Comics and want to get a little view in on a, a incredibly violent action comedy, uh, this is not for kids. Yeah, don't. No. no. I mean, we would have watched it if we were kids and would yeah. have loved it, but don't. Yeah, don't sit your five-year-old down to watch it because <laughs> they'll be traumatized. Yeah, it was next-level violence. There was, uh, yeah, language. It had just about everything you could uh, not want your kids to see in, uh, in every episode. It was right up there with Archer in terms of, like, violence and comedy. Yeah. So the guys who did this series were also... Um, uh, directed Blades of Glory. Got the Will Ferrell ice skating movie? Yes. Oh, Blades of Fire. Glory. Right. Blades, Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory, yeah. That's a great movie. It's a dumb movie, but a great movie. Oh my god, they died. I just realized at the end of Blades of Glory when they fly off into heaven, that means they died in the beginning of the thing in the accident. It was all a dream. Yeah, kind of like Greece. They yeah, drowned. Kind of like Greece. They died swimming. They died swimming. I never got that before. Damn it! Josh, I have no idea why you're laughing. This is camp. I've never seen that movie. Greece. Never seen Greece. Now play the glory. You better wake up. I need you, man. I worked really well. Greece. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving <laughs> on. Mikey, what do you got to the front of the log box? At front of the log box, today we're going to play a game similar to the games that we usually do on our other podcast for our Patreon-only subscribers, The Geek Leak. You can, if you like this game or if you want to hear us talk about all the other nerdy things besides comics that we did, uh, you can go over to patreon.com slash guys. And for a mere $1 a month, you can get an extra bonus podcast almost every week, whenever we do a podcast, uh, to while away your hours. And all the money that we get, does we don't keep from our Patreon. It goes to the Elizabeth Peabody Food Bank. A terrific little food bank there. Yes. So it's true. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's trying to deny that it's a good little food bank. <laughs> My dog disagrees. All right, so this Dog's game... like, I never got any food there. We're going to the Wayback Machine, and we are traveling back in time to December 1987. December 1987, okay. And we are going to look at the top ten comic books from December of 1987. Um, uh, I will let you guys take some guesses, and then we'll try to narrow it down a little bit. Uh, uh, Tom, what do you think? Give me one of the top ten. Uh, X-Men's usually a pretty good bet. Frank yeah, Simmons, easily. So. Easily Uncanny X-Men. Yeah, Uncanny yeah. X-Men. Yep. That was the number one issue. Or All number right, one softball me there. Okay. Uh, what but number was that, Mike? You know, two twenty-eight. Oh, okay, <laughs> two twenty-eight. That's uh, that's 
that's territory. <laughs> uh, the next three comics are also X-Men related. Yeah. I was going to say X-Factor. X-Factor was number 27 was the third uh, top selling book of the month. So now we got to guess whether or not it's X-Force or New Mutants. Or if Wolverine was out by then. Ooh. What do you think, Josh? That might have been a super early issue of New Mutants. Issue number 62 of New Mutants was number four. Four, okay. Okay. Which means X-Force didn't exist yet because X-Force replaced New Mutants. So it's Uh, X-Factor. We we already got X-Factor. We already got X-Factor. You're missing the number two book. Tom, I'm shocked. Could it be be Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler is in the book. Excalibur. Yes, Excalibur number one. Oh, wow. Nicely done. All right, so you are not going to get the number five book. I'm just going to tell you right now. It's the Weird by DC Comics. Weird number one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's never heard of you guys either, so don't feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. If you want to find it, just... Just go look in any quarter bin, and you probably will find it, because it was the number five seller that month. Um, so now we need six through ten. What do you guys got for me? Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man was number eight that month. Uh, Justice League? Justice League International, number 12, was the number six book that month. Spectacular Spider-Man? Uh, no. Uh, that was 16, and Web of Spider-Man was 15. No other Spider Spidey books in the top 10. Right, well, give me Incredible Hulk. Uh, no, we've got one Marvel character, a solo title, and one DC Comics character, solo title. Uh, all right, I I don't think this is right, but I'm going to say it anyway. The Spectre. Uh, you are correct. It is not the Spectre. I don't even know if he had a title at that this time. Because the Ostrander run began somewhere around there. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it anywhere okay. on the right. the list. And it, uh, yeah, Power Pack is number forty-five. Josh, I know you were concerned. Uh, <laughs> I knew we were getting that way. Single uh, title. Captain well, America. No, it's not one of the Avengers. But it is one of the Defenders. Well, I already said Hulk, so it's not a hand than Ghost Rider. Nope. Uh, Doctor Strange? Nope. All right, we're running out of people now. Uh, Daredevil was on the team every once in a while. Uh, Uh, Think more cosmic. Silver Surfer. Yes, Silver Surfer was number seven. And number ten was written and drawn by one of our favorite guys, Mr. Mike Grell. Uh, Justice. Green Arrow. Was it Palombo Hunters? No, it was Green Arrow number three. It was the beginning of his regular series, right after Longbow Hunters. And number nine I'm going to just give to you because I was shocked by it, and that was Blackhawk, issue number two. Black Hawk? Yes. 
Yeah, that I was just a guess. Hawk, man. So I was close. What's Blackhawks? I know what Blackhawks was. Blackhawk was a Howard Chaykin graphic novel kind of book. Uh, it was one of those prestige formats. Alright. Um, yeah. Uh, that's the top ten. Uh, it's surprisingly, like, it's weird, like X-Men dominate, right? They got the top four. Um, Avengers are the 13th. Yeah, nowadays, whenever you talk DC Comics, you're thinking Batman, right? But Batman's the number 30 seller. Um, like, Batman, just nobody was buying it at the time. Uh, but Marvel and DC do dominate. 44 of the top 100 are DC, 44 are Marvel. Um the first independent comic. Anybody want to take a guess what that might be? Spawn Service. Uh, hold on, I'm scrolling. It's uh, by Comico. It's LT, one of your favorite comics. Uh, it's going to be Star Blazers, maybe? Or Robotech? Mm-hmm. Or Grendel? Grendel, yeah, there you go. It's Comico printed all of those, all three of those. Yeah. So yeah, Batman's sliding that far down. This must be just before they brought in Azrael to break his spine to try to get sales up. Uh, that was in the uh, 90s. Was, I was going to say, that was around 90, 92 maybe? Maybe 93, somewhere in there? I thought it was earlier than that, because I was still in high school. No, it, it's going to be 91 or 92 at the latest. Okay, well, 91, yeah. I was still in high school, so... Yeah, it's only three years. They were, they were coming up with it back then. Like, this sucks. We're going to do something. How about break his back? All right, but we got to come up with the perfect name. It took him three I years. I mean, I'm Spinebreaker. I was going to say, I love the Sword of Azrael miniseries, the Batman Sword of Azrael miniseries. I thought that was a great four-issue comic. It's just then they brought him into the regular Batman uh, series and changed the character. I don't know. It was later than that. Azrael's first appearance is 92. Yeah, there we go. Okay, all right. later than I thought. Back then, most comics were selling for 75 cents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah. the reason that Blackhawk made the top 10 is because the cover price was 295. Was it going by issues or how much they, money they made? How much money they made. Although that makes a little bit of sense, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, it was probably like a single contained story. That was issue number two, so it was a two-parter. Uh, it was okay. two prestige, like, mini-graphic yeah. novels, yeah. Same with uh, Excalibur. That was the first one that they sold. That's That was 325, so... Yeah, it was a big book. Yeah. I remember the cover. Yeah, that was a, that was a small graphic novel rather than a comic book. This is what I Alright, that was great, Mikey, thanks. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob from all those terrible Jane Silent Bob type pictures, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Comics talk for comics fans. Uh, Tommy, what do you got in the back of the long box? I have Pacific Rim Amara, Volume 1, by Zang Rand, Kevin Scott, and Big N. The word uh, rim is ruined for me, by the way. We can't use this in movies anymore, we can't use it in comics anymore. It's just, it's done. 
I'm sorry, man. I'm too, I'm too juvenile. So, this is a another story in the Pacific Rim universe, but uh, this story takes place in the aftermath, uh, in sort of a decimated city, where kids. Alright, Tommy? I'm good, I'm good. Just, just keep telling tell me about what happened in Pacific Rim. <laughs> it's about this this child, Amara, who gets split from her parents during a Jaeger Kaiju battle and gets taken in by this this man who uh, builds a junkyard Jaeger and takes her in, raises her and it's about her story and her trying to race other kids in this sort of junkyard machines that they built out of pieces of Jaegers and, and other things that they find on the streets. And, uh, you know, the whole thing gets taken over by one of the sort of gang lords and uh, he tries to make it all violent and, and change the whole nature of it, whereas before it was just simply a, a sort of race around the uh, trash-ridden apocalyptic city. And, you know, he's just trying to monetize it by making it bloody and ruining the, the sport of it. And it's the story about this kid, and it's a, it's a real, real nice, like, four-issue little series that's combined in volume one. It's a, it's a good little comic book in the Pacific Rim uh, sort of universe. Yeah, it I know. It's me about the racing. And it got monetized. Changed the whole thing, man. Yeah, ruined. It used to be a pure sport. Yeah. Ruined. Ruined. Ruined, they say. Ruined. You know, so far all the Pacific Rim comics have been pretty good. If you enjoyed the Pacific Rim movies, you'll probably enjoy the comics. Tom, we know you occasionally and, uh, enjoy you know, a Pacific Rim. For, <laughs> for his Pornhub site, Pacific Rim Job. I've seen every Rim movie there has been. <laughs> and I've rated them all. <laughs> Pacific Rim is not in the top five. I can tell you that right now. Asian Rim is, but it's a different movie altogether. Well, what about Pacific Rim Job? <laughs> I'm sorry, we went off on a tangent there. Josh, save us. What do you got for a tangent? So, speaking of Pacific Rim occupations... <laughs> um, I don't say if you occupy, man. You're going too long if you occupy it. Hey, I get there, I stay there. <laughs> anyway. I made a beachfront, I'm holding it. I'm holding it. So, if you were in one of our comic book worlds, what occupation, what what science fiction or alternate occupation would you like to have had you been in one of those worlds? Tom, I pretty much know your answer for this, but... Same for you got it. Uh, it's, it's the uh, insurance guys from... Insurance adjuster. Damage control, yeah. I would be an insurance adjuster uh, for damage control... I get to go to all the big fights, look at all the decimation, all the destruction, hand out the checks for the Hulk destroyed my, my bodega. He, he sure fucking did. Here you go. Good thing you have Hulk insurance. Good thing. 
Unlike that other guy right next door who I'm going to sell a Hulk insurance policy to next. <laughs> oh, I'm selling a shit ton of these today. How about you, Tommy? What, what, what do you got? Uh, I'm probably going to be right behind you and, and running the construction corp that gets uh, the contract rebuilt. Because <laughs> that is a moneymaker. You never run out of business. And you never run out of business. Oh, I got another job. I got another job right down the street. What's it called? Detroit. <laughs> it's called New York City, motherfucker. Avengers, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Daredevil. It's a fucking Gold treasure trove. They don't do that much damage. Unless he's fighting stilt man and he falls over. Doesn't matter. Every once in a while a gar- gargoyle falls off. <laughs> Shit needs to get replaced. Yeah. Can't like can't be like we have three gargoyles, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Probably feel like, grotesque oh, anyway. What the hell? Superhero restoration, that's another one that we gotta find. Yeah, Batman knocked over our gargoyle, as you can see we only have three left. How do we, we make one left. from scratch? Well, we follow the crew as they find the marble from the original. That'd be kind of fun, actually. I'd watch that. This is on a 14th century church, so we've gone and we've recreated how they did it originally. Yeah. But I'm in, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, superhero restoration. That's what I want to do. I brought you around. Good. How about you, Mikey? I'd like to flip old layers. <laughs> this old layer? Yeah, I I just want secret super villains get captured. Something's gonna happen to it. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna do the repairs on the cheap, and I'm gonna flip it, sell it to the next super villain. The next person interested in buying it doesn't have to be a super villain. We're not gonna discriminate. Doesn't have to be, but it's probably gonna be. It's probably gonna be. So let me just say, Mole Man had a lot of hot tubs. A lot. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lot of hot tubs in Mole Man's place. So you're not gonna like renovate it on TV? Oh yeah. Like, oh. Oh yeah. This this super villain just bought this place. He's decided he wants to take this old world lair and make it his own. So we're gonna keep all the original fixtures here, but we're gonna add in. That's right. Captain yeah. Shaman just got killed. We're going to take this old world look and turn it into a new world feel. Yeah. We want to keep the pillars. Because that's what we do. really do. likes the pillars. We're going to keep the pillars, but we're going to add We're going to add a giant view screen. <laughs> so, yeah. Here we find the Hypno Hustler's old lair. We're going to try to convert it and sell it to Dazzler. It's not going to take as much as you think. Don't bring a black you know, light in there. You know how much money... Arcade spends on murder worlds, and then he's just done with them once he kills the person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who wants to move into a giant pinball machine? I'll me. tell you. Me. Speedball. Speedball, you're right. That's <laughs> his own personal death trap for other people. That's right. Hey, welcome to my house, asshole. I stand your ground. Still stand your ground as he kills people. <laughs> I think I'm going for superhero lawyer, ethical heroics. I think a little heroics. Yeah. Have you or someone you love been hurt in a superhero accident? No, no, I'm going to represent the heroes. Uh, that's too bad because the other way around is much more fun. And probably more profitable. <laughs> and probably more profitable. You'd have to have a speedster on retainer to deliver the, the court documents. You've been served. <laughs> Middle of a fight. You've been served. 
When I was, oh, Hulk's sad. <laughs> when I was a oh, kid, you got Hulk this time. <laughs> when I was a kid reading Justice League, they uh, they had teleporters, right? And they were all over the place, so that way in different cities, so that they could get there. And I always thought. Who's the guy that repairs those? Because they got to break down a lot, right? Yeah, that, that's not easy equipment. Yeah, that guy, I mean, they have a whole satellite, and they got to have a whole team. Like in Justice League Unlimited, you saw the team of all those people. Oh, yeah, but all the techs, yeah. I always wondered that when I was a kid. Like, that's a, that seems like a lot to maintain. Like, I think my dad could do something like that. <laughs> or maybe just the local one. Because, like, every town's got to have a local one. No, I wanted to be... So, you you have to travel, but you definitely don't want to travel by teleporters because those are death yeah, traps. Yeah, you're thinking of teleporters. <laughs> you're flying to where the broken one is. is yeah. I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that one in the Antarctica broke down again? Fuck my life. Let's I got to go to Themyscira? Sign me up. Sign yes. <laughs> Who wants to do Themyscira? <laughs> I got this. That one's been broken for three weeks. I've been having trouble getting the parts. You know what? Send the softball to Katie. Katie's had a rough week. Katie, you're doing the mascara. I made it about Katie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, John? Oh, you said lawyer. Yeah, yeah. And, and if anybody listening out there wants to see a version of that, just go read uh, Volume 3 or Volume 4 of She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, avoid the star, the star fox. Eh? She defends him. She, she, she does. Yeah, clocks him a good one too. But she defends him. So All I right. saw a uh, so minor also tangent. I saw a little preview for Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Yeah, I thought that was going to be live action. How? What do you mean CGI? Yeah, CGI. That'd be a toughy live action, man. That's yeah, too expensive. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's a toughie live action. That dinosaur, I mean, just to make the devil dinosaur look halfway decent. So yeah, you fun. get the one from Jurassic Park, you paint it red, call it a day. <laughs> All the parts are there. Yeah, we know Jurassic, Jurassic Park was very cheap to make. Yeah. Yeah. They got equipment lying around they don't need anymore. They, they can have price that shit. They can BOGO a couple of those motherfuckers. Yeah. Because he's got to fight somebody at some point. Anyway, I was hoping. Apparently not. I'm still so depressed that uh, Squirrel Girl got it didn't make it out of the starting blocks. I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, I think she's going to make it in uh, in the the Miss Marvel movie. Yeah, me too. Hopefully. God, I'm so... Perfect cast. Let's see. All right. I guess that brings us to plugs. Does that bring yeah. us to plugs? We're already here. Yeah. Yeah, well, we got Petsicon coming up. We talked about that a little bit on our uh, other podcast. But uh, Petsicon, we put in for all of our panels just this week, uh, hoping to see all of our good friends, hoping Omicron variant doesn't cancel us or cut us down or slow us down even a little bit. Uh, always looking forward to it. Always a great time. We already have some great people lined up. So uh, I'll see you guys in Pensacola, Florida this year. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to be doing a Justice League, right? Or, no, X-Men. X-Men, that's right. I'm sorry, we're doing X-Men what? We're doing classic X-Men. As our group. 
cosplay. Oh, it's a group cosplay. That's right, because I'm doing a, uh, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing Nightcrawler as a pirate. Yeah, I'm totally doing Cyclops. Totally doing multiple man. Sebastian Shaw. <laughs> That's a great one. I can't wait to see Sebastian Shaw. That's a great power set too. It, it, he has so much fun with doing so many like dopey things with that power set. I like and, mutton chops. Uh, <laughs> who are you going to cosplay as? You got like two presidents. A couple of generals during the Civil War and Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Shaw, two baseball players. It's that guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. That's right. He's going to be there, by the way. I kind of want his autograph. He's funny. Everything I've ever seen him in, he's always been pretty good. Big Mutton Chubbs. He's a pretty good actor. I've never seen him in anything where I didn't think he was good. That's good enough for me to plop down twenty bucks. (laughs) You sir are competent. Boom. There you are. There are plenty of people I walk by do not do that too. <laughs> and some people might not know who I am when I'm walking around, but I'll have Emma Frost with me. Oh, Violet's going to be Emma Frost? Yeah. Nice. Which costume? Uh, we're going to test some of those. <laughs> <laughs> some of those are tricky. Yeah, yeah. Some of those are tricky. He's like, oh, she's going to go with Sue Richards. Which costume? Yeah. The malice one gets a little tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. A lot of side boob. Mm-hmm. A lot of side boob. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's everybody for yeah. uh, the X-Men ones. Uh, Mikey, who do we want to thank for our music? Is it Kirby Crackle again? Yeah, if you are listening to this podcast, you heard music at the beginning and music at the end of the podcast. That's Kirby Crackle. You can check him out at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're like, what music? Well, I'm too lazy to actually produce a video with music and stuff. Plus, YouTube might kick us off. But we do have permission from Kirby Crackle. They are awesome. So go check out Kirby Crackle to uh, hear their music. And you know what? I'd also like to thank uh, Seth and the boys over at Who's Next Gaming. Uh, We haven't talked to them in a while. We're going to have to get them on for our end-of-the-year special that we're doing next week. It's not going to be very special. It could be pretty special. Oh, congratulations go out to a friend of the podcast, Femme Fatale, Emily Erie. She just had her baby. Oh, good for her. Congratulations, Emily. Cute little baby. You, you pop that baby out, now start doing some cons again. I'd like to thank GeekOrthodox.com. 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 Hello, Demi. GeekOrthodox.com, purveyor of fine t-shirts, stained glass prints, Socks, you name it, they got it. GeekOrthodox.com, purveyor of all things geeky. GeekOrthodox.com. Excellent. And, you know, we should also um, probably plug our YouTube channel that we have, longboxguys.com. No? No, that's not it. What's no, our website? That's, that's well, our website. That's our website. We got a website. And that, that was updated this year. Longboxguys.com. Uh, we, also, we do have a Twitter account that gets updated every single week, at least once. Uh, uh, and that's the Longbox guys on Twitter. And uh, we have a good time there. Sure. We found out something really interesting this week, and we talked about it a little bit. Barry Horowitz shows up in one music video. Anybody have any idea what it is? And he's not like an extra. He's Barry Horowitz being Barry Horowitz. The camera pans over to him. 
He takes his big old arm and pats himself on the back, points to the camera, and wins. And that's his cameo in the video. It's a music video. Anybody got a guess? Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Whoa, whoa, stop that. We can't afford that. We can't afford that. It's Joe Duffy's uh, uh, Pickup Man. Oh, I didn't know he was in a Pickup Man. He was. He's in, if you watch the video again, he comes up at uh, one minute, like 10 seconds, and it's just Barry Horowitz just hanging out. I'm like, what? Uh, he was doing a live cast, and he was talking about all the weird things he's doing. He goes, yeah, I'm in this music video by Joe Duffy. And I'm like, Joe Duffy's got like three music videos, which I was wrong about, by the way. He's got way more than that. Way more was, than yeah, I didn't know how popular he was. He's got some I don't know music. who Joe Duffy is. So. He's a good. music singer. He's yeah. kind of like a honky-tonk kind of feel, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's deeper country than easy country radio. So if you don't listen to like, all of country radio, you're not going to hear a bunch of Joe Duffy. Because he's like, you know, a little lower on the... Tom he's D. not breaking the top ten. He do, does a lot of good, fun comic songs. Like uh, Pickup Man is about him picking up girls in a pickup truck. Uh, Third Rock from Bob, the Sun. Yeah. Uh, Prop Me Up by the Jukebox When I Die, which is kind of fun. I like that song. Tom, do you cry when you hear uh, ships that don't come in? Sometimes. Yeah. I knew you <laughs> it's a sad song, man. He's got a couple of good, sad songs. Yeah. Well, on that note... <laughs> On that note, let me thank everybody for listening in once again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, uh, Mikey, what's this uh, podcast like to you? It's like Drunk History, but for comics. All right. And Tommy, sweet Tommy, you got anything last to say to us? Uh, get as many shots as you can, people. <laughs> get as many as you can. I got my, like I said, I got my uh, mine today. They asked me which one I wanted. I've heard go, good things about the uh, Moderna one, so I took the Moderna on my, I have two Pfizer's and Moderna now. I feel like I'm going to get a full house at some point. I'd be like, both? <laughs> I don't think they're giving out both yet. <laughs> Josh, Pensacola, Florida, is that going to be your sector? Uh, no, Las Vegas is going to be our sector for Christmas. That's right. Me and Josh going down to Vegas for Christmas. I'm going to go see a football game. One of the only I, – I really thought it was going to be changed because they said they were changing some of the Raider dates, but they did not change my football tickets, which was uh, uh, awesome. We're going to go see some zombie burlesque. Uh, we're gonna have a good time. And Zion Valencia is a good call. It's fun as fuck. Josh, your mission is to get Mick Foley to come to uh, Geek Karaoke. Uh, he's up. He's gonna be at Petscon. Yep. I'm on it. All right. And I will berate Joey Fatone while I get Mick Foley there. Yeah. Well, that that goes without saying. That goes yeah, without saying. I guess it makes sense to me that any, like, one of those guys signing autographs, if you want to get a bunch of other people interested in you and coming up and signing an autograph, yeah. be a good guy and do one song. And it'll be like, oh, man, I saw you yesterday. I forgot how funny you are. Let me get an autograph. It just makes sense to me. just makes sense. Yeah. It just makes sense. Unless you yeah. have stage fright and you don't like singing. Unless you're one of the talking heads in which it stops making sense. <laughs> Tommy, that's actually pretty funny, man. I'm going to give it to you on that one. I like that one. <laughs> same as it ever was. It's a Yoshi Brazil. Same as it ever was. You might say to myself, whose car is this? That's a different time. <laughs> why, why am I in the police station? <laughs> That's a different song. <laughs> What's this rim job all about? And I'm not That's your Pornhub channel. 
Don't do what I always say. Don't uh, do this with you. Just uh, support what you love. You'll live longer. Have a great night for the love, my